Hey folks, many years ago I developed a six-week class called Writing Your First Business Plan. The purpose of the class was to help entrepreneurs with good ideas wrap their minds around their vision, mission, and steps in a way that established and built positive momentum that would help them get going and keep going. Now, vision describes what your efforts will produce or create. It describes the end. Now, mission describes the concrete path to your vision. It describes your means. Steps describe specific projects and tasks required to navigate that path. Your who, what, when, where, why, and how. Now I developed the class after reviewing the path that I had navigated thus far while implementing my own vision. My path began with a one-page business plan that I wrote in the summer of 1993. That's just after my first year of graduate school at Georgia Tech. My plan outlined my approach to being a computer consultant. I was 23 when I wrote it. But even by then, I understood that using the computer was my strongest skill set by far. Educating and empowering people by learning to use computers efficiently was my strongest interest, my passion. In 1996, I wrote a more formal business plan that helped launch an African-related internet directory called the Universal Black Pages, the UBP. My current venture, Knowledge Base, was first the UBP's marketing and outreach arm. And then we went solo in 1998. Now all this was defined and outlined in that formal business plan, which received a lot of positive feedback. Feedback like, who wrote this for you guys? It allowed us to run our business on paper. Now, I can say a lot about that, but here's the biggest thing. This helped us avoid a lot of costly mistakes. I'm talking about financial ones. Now, we still made more than our fair share, especially management and leadership mistakes, communication mistakes. And we earned some painful wisdom through lessons learned. Through it all, though, I remember that one-page plan and the confidence, clarity, and calm it brought when I finished it. I wanted to outline a process that would help others achieve that same confidence, clarity, and calm. And then I wanted to walk through that process with them. Let me show it to you. All right. My course is called Writing Your First Business Plan. The course begins with a consideration of two very straightforward questions. The first is, what will you do? 
And don't be fooled, as innocent as that question sounds, it might be one of the hardest that you have to answer, and it's the first one you need to answer. Because what you do will have to translate into a message or a picture, an image, that people can grasp that will let them know whether they are your customer or not. So your definition of what you're going to do, I'm going to dig ditches, I'm going to cut grass, I'm going to teach people how to use the computer for the purpose of education and empowerment. You have to define what it is that you're going to do. Now the second question is, how will it produce increase? Now there are two things to think about here. Of course you want to produce increase in coin, revenue, moolah, cheese. But you should also consider how your venture will produce increase in people. How will people be uplifted, improved, advanced, enhanced by what you do? That's important. Let's move. In the next part of the class, there is honest consideration given to the skills and qualities that you possess first, and then the skills and qualities possessed by your partners, those complementary skills that allow you to create synergy, esprit de corps, all of the good and positive vibes that you're going to need in this relationship where you will be closer than a brother. These are marriage level relationships between you and your partners in those earliest days. Trust me when I say that because that is one of the most painful lessons that I have had to learn in my experience. That really is a marriage level of intimacy that you have to achieve and walk in with your partners. So take the time to understand yourself and to understand who you need them to be and who they are so that you can understand whether you're who they need and whether they are who you need. Next is consideration of how you're going to market your concept. Now, there's some tools that we use here. The first is mind maps. Now, that's what this graphical depiction you're seeing is. It's a mind map. It allows you to place ideas in the orientation that your mind achieves. Your mind does not think and move in a straight line. It puts some stuff here, puts some stuff there, some thoughts here, some thoughts there. So the organized chaos that mind maps represent look just like your brain, but it allows you to capture all the information and ideas your brain can generate and then organize them spatially. Next up are questions. Questions are the conductors of knowledge and asking the right questions gets you more than an answer, gets you insight. It gets you the I-N-S-I-G-H-T type of insight, not the I-N-C-I-T-E type of insight. We want to avoid that if we can. Then there's consideration to your business card. And not just the front of your card, but the back of your card. Because the back of your card 
is space. It's advertising space. It's where you can do a little branding, do a little inspiration, a little creativity. You need to use the back and the front, if at all possible. And you still need to use cards, even in this digital age. I actually text my card to people now. I don't always hand them physical cards. I'll text the card to them, but I still have a card. Then last up in the marketing phase is consideration of advertising. We develop a very tight ad campaign constructed of no more than 20 word phrases. Now these less than 20 word phrases are useful for what we call elevator pitches and they're very useful for what we call copy. When you're trying to speak your game on Facebook, LinkedIn, or any other form of social media available now. See, these things weren't around in 2001, 2002, but we left space for them because advertising was done by the rules of the game back then. It's still done by the rules of the game today, but the rules have changed a little bit. Next, we write a seven-sentence marketing plan, one sentence apiece devoted to purpose. What are we doing? Customer, who are we doing this for? Benefits, what will what we're doing do for them? Four, competitive advantages. What do we have that our competitors don't have? What do our competitors have that we don't have that we're going to get? Five, culture. How do we do what we do? What's it like to work for us? What's our vibe like out there in the city, in the community? Six, tools. What will we need in order to do what we want to do? And then skills. That's again, well, what else will we need to do what we want to do? From there, we move into consideration of finance. Notice that we have considered management, market, and technology before moving to finance. Because if those first three houses are in order, you'll attract the type of financing you need. But consider that the dictionary tells us that finance is the management of money and other assets. So we consider and study all of those other assets besides money to get you to wrap your mind around the fact that it's those other assets, management and mastery of those other assets that will bring you into line with a path that gets you to money. You got to consider your relationships. Notice how I spell that. Your real relationships, not just who you know, brother, but who knows you and what y'all come together and do. What are the most purposeful and fruitful relationships in your life? Those are the folks you need around when you're trying to put yourself out there in business. Your talents. What are you good at? Your possessions. What do you have? Not just money. What else do you have? Conscience. Is your mind right? Body. Is your body right? Because this is a grind that you are about to endure. And the race is not to the swift, it's to he who endureth. Talents. I just noticed I have talents up there twice. Well, you got to have twice as much talent these days. See what I did there? And then last, 
time. You've only got so much time to do this. Only so much time in each day. Only so many days in each year. Only so many years in your life. What are you going to spend that time doing? How are you going to keep yourself on course when you realize that you're wasting time? Every moment matters. You better realize. Then you can take advantage of opportunities you recognize. Feel me? And then, what do I need to learn? What questions do I need to ask and answer by myself, even about myself, and other things that I just don't know? There's lots that I don't know, but how do I define those earliest and most critical items and then go out and find the answers or find the right questions to help me get to those answers? What is my first budget? Somebody gave me thousand, two thousand, five thousand dollars. What am I going to buy first? That's important to learn. Notice I spell learning there with the capital L and the capital E. That's a particular type of learning. It's learning that positions you to earn both wisdom and the mighty dollars, y'all. And then we culminate by assembling all that we have learned here into a five to seven page first business plan. Now it's not simply the concatenation of parts one through six. It's a skillful assembly of elements from each of those assignments into a living, breathing document that will then become your guide and your representative if you will to other people to show them that this is where you're going because see you have to write your vision so that he who reads it may run with it there's someone you share this with that's going to say hey i want to help you you got to know what kind of help you need you got to know who it is that's about to help you you got to know where you want them to run hope all that makes sense and i appreciate you listening to it now, I led 250 people through this process from 2001 to 2002 in multiple six-week sessions that I recorded on my laptop. These recordings prepared me for podcasting before I even knew what podcasting was. Listening to them in subsequent years, though, also helped me grow as a man. Because there's nothing more humbling than listening to yourself teach others while realizing how much you have left to learn. Feel me? Suffice it to say, though, I'm still learning, still teaching. I still have a long way to go. But I am confident that I know how to get there. And I'm faithful that I will get there. Sailor. Thanks as always for listening. Y'all take care.